Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. It is good to have you tuning in to week number 179. Now, it has been over three years of putting Money Mail out there. And today, no, not today, last week, I discovered from a very astute listener to the podcast that I never recorded one of the episodes. And I think that that was week number Number 71 from memory, so very, very good spotting from them, and no one had spotted that so far, and I tried to dig into the archives and figure out where it was, but I couldn't find it, so I think I've lost that episode. But anyway, always learning something new, maybe I need a backup of the episodes, who knows, but sorry if you wanted to listen to that episode and it's not there, I might have to go back at some stage and record it. Hopefully you're keeping well out there. Some big change in the country, obviously, with a new government coming in, I think. I actually don't really understand when we know if it's all been formed and things like that. But maybe, just maybe this is the change that some people have wanted to feel a bit more confident with the way that things are going to be going, going forward. All those sorts of things. As always, you know my thoughts on that stuff. Two ticks for yourself to start with anyway, because a lot of the changes done at that sort of level take a long time to really impact people on the ground. But I did say I expected the biggest change to be for people psychologically that things may get better or go in a different direction or whatever. Okay, so one thing that I wanted to know post the election is how many people actually went out and voted, because I thought that there would be less people than the election before, because I thought that the reason the last election was so popular was because of the referendums and I think maybe that would be a good way to engage more people into voting would be to have a referendum each election so that there is something of interest that you could go and vote for and then you may vote for the referendum but not the parties and then they could also track do people vote for something that they care about in terms of a referendum but not for the political parties because they can't be bothered with any of them. But anyway, random musing for me there. Now, this week we're going to be looking at the concept of having an idea because I guess once you start doing a little bit more, people start to reach out to you and tell you that they've got an idea, which is cool. I love people having ideas and I've been this person so many times as well. But it's then, what do you do from there? And accepting that it's cool to have an idea but without doing anything about it it's probably not going to matter. Now interestingly I've just had a meeting today with somebody who has started a business from scratch in a location they never lived in but they got there and they thought that they could introduce this business into this area and had to go out and basically build from ground up. Now let's say it's a service-based business in the construction industry so that could be anything from building to plumbing to electrician etc etc right so it's sort of one of those types of businesses but they were telling me how they thought that when they got there they might get the work of person xyz and that would keep them busy to get started now they got over there and person xyz was like oh sorry mate like good on you for coming over here and having a crack into this area and this location but we're pretty well sorted with who we use. And that can often be the brutal realisation for a lot of people who start a service-based business and think, well, people will just support me. My friends and family will support me. Why wouldn't they? But unless they have a problem, they probably won't look for a solution. And that's why I always try and teach you about solving a problem as a way to make some money because that's what people will transact for. 
But to this person's credit, they then thought, well, you know what I better do? I better get hustling and I better figure out how I can get myself some work. So that's exactly what they did. They jumped on the old face of Booker. They went and introduced themselves to different people who they thought may have a problem and thought, well, will you transact with me? And now they've been able to actually build out a business from doing that. So it shows that it can be very simple when you do that. But a lot of the times I think we assume we've got a great idea that everybody wants and that the money will just come, but it's not entirely what happens. So that's what we're going to explore this week. And I've called this, I've got an idea, oh, do you now? I've got an idea. No, you don't, sorry. Well, it's probably not a new one anyway. There's a saying, ideas are shit without execution. It's basically what executors think when people with ideas start a convo with, I've got an idea. Well, everybody has an idea, and that's the problem. But the problem is we don't know what to do with it. That's the tricky bit and the piece that stops so many people making any progress on it. I have an idea, well, where to next? What you need to understand is that no one will bring your idea to life more than you. That sounds really harsh and a hard pill to swallow, but no one really gives a fuck about your idea more than you do. People will care, but they're not going to care more than you do. So you really got to own that. And if you care about it so much, don't expect others to do the execution unless by some miracle they believe in it so much that they do everything for you and then you're going to end up with a shit ton of problems anyway. What I mean by this is that often when we have an idea, we go and tell people and we think it's this big thing and people are just like, okay, that's cool. I've got my own shit going on over here. I've just had a child. I'm trying to start this myself. I've just bought a house. Like, you know, what What? What do you need from me? Or you might be looking for someone to, to validate it as well and you go, why don't we do this together? But if it's your idea and it's something you really care about, the other person probably doesn't care. And I've seen this time and time again where things break down because one person's idea was sort of cool to somebody else, but eventually they go, well, actually, I don't want to be a part of this. This, isn't, this wasn't actually my thing. And some of these businesses and different situations that this happens in can be pretty big as well. And sometimes you'll look at it from the outside and go, oh, this might not end well because it doesn't seem like that person's going to be interested past sort of that time period or if the money's not coming in and all those types of things, right? So the first piece I'm trying to get through to you is that if you've got an idea, accept that no one is going to give much of a fuck. And that's all good. That's cool. If you want to start a podcast or if you want to start a blog or whatever it is that you want to do, it might be exciting to you, but people will probably be like, oh, hey, that's cool. Yeah, sweet. Hey, um, are we still going out for lunch tomorrow? What's, what's the story, you know? So once you know that, you just accept that you're not going to get people checking in every day going, how's your idea going? That's amazing. Tell me more about it. They just, that's not what humans are doing, right? They've usually got their own shit to think about and to be doing themselves. So don't get down on the fact that people may not be too interested in it. Because I'm not against having ideas. And I've been this person before so many times that we go to people and be like, I've got this idea. And people will be like, yeah, cool, mate. Like, all right, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, oh, I don't know, but maybe that's why I keep talking about it because I'm not sure, so I'm just trying to get it out there. And I've told you about the not executing on my will you idea where I thought everybody probably needs a will in New Zealand. Why don't we create an electronic way to do that? And someone actually sent me a video yesterday, shout out to Pete, and it was a video of people that did this idea over in America, and I think they raised $150 million or $15 million or something stupid to get the idea off the ground. And I kind of thought, 
I said to him, mate, I don't need to see that right now. And he laughed because we're, you know, he, he gets it. But that's price you pay for not executing on your ideas is that if I had have carried on down that path, you know, who knows, but someone's obviously come along and gone, that's a cool idea. We could be doing that. It's basically all the same thinking that I had, but they've executed and they've gone and raised money and they're solving a problem in a market that is pretty big. Whereas for me, I was like, oh, I need to keep this all to myself and try and figure out how to do it all myself. And because I didn't get support with it, I never got to see that idea out. So for you, you need to be really clear about why you are doing what you're doing, i.e. if it's for money or how much. If it's simply about the money, is there an easier way to get that money than a wild new idea? I've recently spoken to somebody who out and out told me that they've got a big idea, they're pursuing it, they don't even really give to f- about the idea but they think they can make quite a bit of coin from it and that's what's driving them and they want to be able to prove it and then sell it on the other side and get out tax-free. Now, I said, given that you know that from the start, that's very different to a person who's really passionate about something and wants to take an idea forward that they really care about and hopefully make some money out of, but it's not about the money from the start and things like that because the person who just wants to make a heap of money, when things aren't going well, it can be hard to keep that going, but when you have a clear goal of, okay, this may take us X amount of years, then you execute the planning, you get out, and you maybe give it to somebody who is really passionate about it or who wants to take it in a completely different direction. So it's very important to know why you're doing something from the start. But for a lot of you, you're probably not thinking about making heaps of money and you're just probably thinking, well, Luke, I just want to make a bit of coin with a side hustle or something. That's what my idea is about. Well, just be really honest with yourself and why is it that you want to pursue this idea? Because I think what a lot of people do is they want to make a bit of extra money and so they say, I've got a good idea, I need to find my idea and I you know, I don't know how to get it started, all these sorts of things. And often the answer is don't do it. You know, you don't need to do that. If it's, what is the amount of money that you need? Well, then why don't we brainstorm some other ways to make that amount of money because waiting for the great idea and all those types of things and then slowly executing on it, that kind of gives us the excuse not to go out and achieve what we're trying to do, which is just get some more cash. And I know, again, that can sound harsh too. And this is why this is a really confronting and tricky money mail. But as an example, say you wanted to build an emergency fund of $5,000 and that's more money than you've ever saved before or you've never made $5,000 outside of your employment, for instance, You don't need a massive idea. You don't need to invent the next hydrocarbon e-bike, for instance. You need to solve a problem in the market and get paid to do so. That's how you learn some business basics. And that's why I'm always sharing people selling shit that they don't need around their house because that's so simple in people's minds that I think a lot of people go, well, you know, there's there's nothing to learn there. What you're learning is that Money exchanges hands when value exceeds price. Shit in your house that you think has no value to you has value to somebody else. Then you start to see how an economy works, how people transact, how simple that was. And you go, huh, okay, and maybe that takes you to the next chapter or to the next stage. But what it is that you're selling is solving a problem for somebody else. And that's as simple as earning a bit of extra coin needs to be. So if you asked, or I shouldn't say just, but if you wanted a $5,000 emergency fund, my suggestion would be figure out how to make $5,000 and brainstorm how to do that without having to have this big sexy idea and start a business and start a side hustle and all of these things. We would be ignoring all of 
the noise from our brain trying to come up with the greatest idea and it's got to be better than that person and they did it this way, I'll do it this way, why don't we just mow $5,000 worth of lawns over 12 months, for instance, you know, and that's often the example I bring this back to. But being realistic, and we can do that once we know why we are doing something, and in this instance, it could be the $5,000 emergency fund. Now, in Money Mail 120, which I didn't forget to record, I teach you how to do this and how to approach this, and I lay out the exact wording you need to do, and there have been countless of a number of people who have sent in examples of them doing it since. If you need inspiration from the Keep the Change community, go onto Instagram and look at the first two highlights on Instagram where you can see other people's examples of how they've made some extra money, things that they have done to get you thinking because that can get your brainstorm going as well. So check out Money Mail 120 where I lay out how to do some of these things. Now maybe you are thinking as well that you want $100,000 worth of sales from your idea. Well, you need to know that only 35.5% of businesses in New Zealand have sales, uh, sorry, 35.5% of businesses in New Zealand have sales of less than $100,000. Once they pay their bills, guess how much profit is left? And don't forget about taxes as well. Maybe you want to have a business that makes a million dollars in sales every year. 15% of businesses have sales over a million dollars in New Zealand. They got bills too, of course, and they probably need people by that stage but it shows you when you have a perception of how big businesses are and and how it all works and what people are making in terms of cash just know that 36% of businesses have sales of less than $100,000 in this country and only 15% of them get past a million dollars in sales so are you starting to see how the sexy idea of yours isn't as easy as you thought otherwise those statistics above would sound and look a whole lot different, wouldn't they? That's why people often say, do something where your passion lies because business in New Zealand is a hard grind and not the cakewalk we often think it is. It takes a lot of consistent effort and passion to keep it going. Now, as an example, you might be right into design. Now, if you're really passionate about that, you'll probably find it easier to make $5,000 in a year by doing design than you would if you were having to go and mow people's lawns, wouldn't you? And that's why if you're trying to create a life from your business, it's probably good to do something that you enjoy doing. And that rings true for people who are working too. We're going to work a lot of our life, so we might as well do something that we are passionate about and that we enjoy doing. Now, if you don't know what you're passionate about, we've spoken about this before, that's very hard. I can't give you the quick answer on how to do that but try things, have a look at what you're always learning about, talking about, looking up, who you're following on social media, what are you watching on YouTube, what are you always reading about, what are you doing, you procrastinate, there's clues and all of that sort of stuff and then if you can solve a problem in that space, you might be able to make some money out of doing it as well. Now of course everything isn't about making money and I think fulfillment and progress are just as important. What you learn and who you become through trying to turn an idea into reality are the true currency you are paid in. I'll repeat that. What you learn and who you become, that's the true currency that you are paid in when turning an idea into a reality because you come become somebody else. And it doesn't matter how big or small that idea is. The lessons stacked in bringing to life an idea are the currency you receive because no one can take that from you once you know it and it's going to speed up the next one, so once you know why you want to pursue your idea, then you get to go and try and validate that. And 
that is again another lesson that you're going to stack. So this is an example of something you're going to learn even if you don't bring your idea into the real world. So think about the currency that you want and it's not always just about cash. So going back to that, let's say you've got an idea and you now need to validate it. I'm not talking about going and asking your godmother who still thinks you're a virgin and has never been drunk, okay? That is not the person ask to validate your idea. Don't go and ask people who you think naturally will support you. You want a bit of challenge. You want some objectivity. You want some critical thinking. You want some, what about this? What about that? And maybe even people that have been there and done it before. As I said at the top, high chance that your idea is not new and that you're probably copying somebody else without even realizing. The amount of times that I've been told, I've got this idea and they tell me what it is, and I say, that already exists. Like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's way different. I'm like, it's, mm, okay, it's not really different. You're just doing it on a different platform or with different colors. Are you sure? You know, they've already validated it for you. But anyway, we don't always see these things. So you want to get around people who might be able to help you do that. And one way to do that is to ask the market who you think want your idea And that's where you say, oh, but Luke, they're going to steal my idea. People will steal my idea. I can remember vividly recently, keep the change, someone telling me, what would you do if you had the idea of a lifetime? And I'm like, probably pursue it, I guess. But maybe this podcast might answer it for people. And they told me that I can't say what it is because it's, you know, just completely going to change the world and stuff. I'm like, that's fucking amazing if it is. But they, you've got to tell someone eventually, you know, how are you going to just bring it to life. And then once you bring an idea to life, you need people to know about it as well. So I think worrying about what you know people are going to do with your idea and how they're going to steal it, you know, it's going to stop you from wanting to do that anyway. And I once had a person ring me from a blocked number and they were telling me how they wanted me to sign a non-disclosure agreement so I didn't talk about their business to, to anybody else because of what they were looking to do and I just said, I stopped myself from laughing. I was just like, sorry, I, I cannot help you with the accounting on this. If this is literally what you think is going to be people's response to your idea, amazing, that's great. But this is not really what happens in New Zealand. Now, for some more context about that, again, I said, your idea probably isn't new. And again, no one really cares about it. People are too busy doing their own thing. But this is what does happen. People steal ideas once they see they are already working. That's when you actually worry about it. And a heads up, there is bugger all you can do at that stage too. The amount of clients that I've had being directly copied, copied, it happens to me. It still happens to me. You end up getting to the point where you don't even worry about it as much. But I remember the first time it happened to me where my business was completely copied to the point of copy-paste my website and moved to theirs with my same spelling mistakes because Luke thought I could do it all myself and didn't use a copywriter, I was fucking livid and gutted. But this is literally the world that we live in and when people see something is working, they will go, oh, I could do that. Why don't I just copy that and change a few things and do it this way? So unfortunately, will happen. So if you get stuck at the I can't tell anyone stage, know that you're probably on the wrong track around your idea already. Now, that said, maybe you do have world-leading something that you need to patent and whatnot. That's probably a lot different. 
um, to unrealistically thinking you can just create an app and everyone's going to download it and start entering in their weight details and blood pressure every single day and you'll collate that data and give it to the Ministry of Health and then they'll give you a $64 billion contract because they didn't have to do the blood pressure tests anymore, you know? That's probably someone's already got that idea. Like, how did I even just come up with that on the spot? But, you know, if you genuinely have an idea where it is innovative and groundbreaking, you're probably intuitively going to know that you may then need to seek some advice around patents and copyrights and different things like that. And then probably to find out that people are still going to steal your bloody idea anyway, or that a heap of what you've already thought about, you've picked up in your subconscious somewhere and you can find it's probably been made in China already and there's a stack of people around the world already doing something similar. And that's a beauty, beautiful thing too. You don't always have to be the first to do something. You can just do it better than other people. But let's carry on because I feel like that's getting a little bit too, too in your face. So like I said, people will steal your ideas once they know that they are working. That's when you have to worry about it. And the, the shit thing is there's not much you can do. But what you do need to do to validate an idea is to find a market of people and ask them if they want your idea. Like a Facebook group full of traveling gypsies you want to sell your tie-dye clothes peg to. And I'm not even joking. You know, People will make things like this and think, wow, everybody wants this. I'm going to try and start a Shopify store and whatnot. Well, then you're still going to have to get people to come and buy it. So that's when you're going to validate it. The market is the market. Is the market actually going to purchase your stuff? Who's going to buy these? I think it's gypsies, traveling ones, because they like their tie-dye clothes pegs. Well, go and ask them to start with before you fucking spend all the time trying to create these at scale. Just because you like them doesn't mean that they will. You know, find the community of those people, i.e. the market, and ask them and gather their feedback. Pay attention to their reactions, suggestions, and overall interests in your offering. And it could be as simple as, hey, I've been loving using these tie-dye clothes bag pegs when I'm out gypsying around the country. OMG, so good. And they are carbon neutral. People might be like, wow, that's amazing, Gloria. Where did you get those from? Tell me where you got them from, Gloria. Oh, and then you're not going to tell them, are you? You're going to say, well, here's my website. Or, hey, I have actually I made these myself and I'm about to get another order of a thousand of them. If you'd like some, please drop me a line or fill out this form and I can get some to you. And you'll find other people like, those are shit, like, I wouldn't use those, the plastic ones are way better, and whatever, etc., etc. So that is obviously a made-up example, but it's an example of going into a potential market and trying to find out from them, do you really want what I want to sell you? Now, feedback tells you a lot of what you need to know before you go all in on trying to bring your idea to life. You want to work out how big your market is at this stage too. How many people can actually buy your idea? This is still part of what I do as a job. Speaking to a business that's been in in trade for a number of years now, and we said to them yesterday, hey, what's your total potential market in any one year in New Zealand? And they knew that figure loosely. So they'd actually thought about how many of what we do get purchased in a year, and therefore... What could our potential market size be if we could capture the entire thing or half of it or 10% of it, right? Because you're probably going to be competing with somebody in a market. Now, often Kiwis overcook how big a market is because we do live in a small country and often we only sell to people in New Zealand because we don't teach people to think bigger and into the world and into different parts to sell. However, at the moment, interestingly, I do have a lot of service-based clients who are talking about winning Australian clients. So if you're doing something in New Zealand that you could easily be doing for Australian businesses, 
don't be afraid to post into Australian Facebook groups to market over there and to charge them in Australian dollars because you make a little bit extra too. Now, always check with your accountant if you're that far deep into what you're doing and think about your tax obligations and whether there's GST and stuff like that. But that can often be the light bulb for a lot of people who think like, oh shit, well actually there are a lot more gypsies in Australia that whom may want my tie-dye clothes peg. Perhaps I could offer them to them because I could still send them over there. So that's another bigger market that you could think about getting into. But often Kiwis, we just stick to New Zealand. And generally, any one time, as a business rule, only 3% of the market are actively wanting to buy your solution idea at any one time, right? So that's not a very large amount of people. When you say 5 million Kiwis, strip out the people who probably can't be purchasing because they're too young or whatever, not not a potential, you know, maybe a child or whatever. Let's say four and a half million, that's probably been generous. And then go, righto, now it is selling clothes, pegs, tie dyed to the gypsies. How many of those are there? Okay, I can find maybe 30,000 of them or however many that is or whatever. And then, okay, at any one time, probably only 3% of them are going to want to buy my product. 3% of 30 thousand nine hundred people is that right three threes and nine not many people is it and that's going to help you realize oh okay luke gave me those stats about how 36 percent of businesses have sales of less than a hundred thousand and only 15 percent of businesses in new zealand have sales over a million dollars that kind of explains how that happens now remember as well you have to get in front of those people and you got to convince them to buy the three percent's always changing because other people will come in they'll go out depending on when they've purchased or if they're in the market but You've got to remain front of mind if you want to continue and do it and do it well. As an example, I have an iPad in front of me at the moment. I'm not in the 3%, but I am a buyer of an iPad. But if this thing breaks, I'm probably going to get another one. So I'm going to still want to see their marketing and whatnot over time as well to ensure that when I become the 3% again, that I still go back there and buy. However, there may be people that are trying to take their market share and they may be marketing to me saying, you know, the iPad now sucks, you should be using this so that if it breaks as well, then I go, oh, they planted that message about how I could be using this instead of the iPad. And then I go to become a potential 3% purchaser for the solution, but I pick what they do instead of what Apple have done for me in the past. So again, it's a hard game, this business thing, even side hustles are as well. But having an idea won't be enough. You need to execute. And this is what this has all been about. Now, I hope that everyone has a time in their life where they seriously turn an idea into reality and go through the execution phase, if it stacks up, of course, because it teaches you so much, A, about yourself, and just B, you learn things that you would never have got to learn if you didn't have a crack at it. So I do really hope that people have a crack. They're trying to take some of their ideas and turn them into reality. And I hope that that's giving you some things to think about along the way of doing that. Now, remember as well, it doesn't need to be a world-beating idea. Start with something that works first and take your lessons to the next idea. I laid out how to execute an idea, side hustle, cash grab, and money mail 120. Please revisit it. Again, take it back to why you want to do this stuff. And for God's sake, don't think you're just going to start an app or a podcast or a platform overnight and kaboom it's going to have all these people on it that's not how it works it's very very hard make sure the market exists before spending months years of your life thinking the market wants things just because you did and finally if it's just about the money 
de-risk it and offer a service to swap your service for your customer's money by solving a problem for them. It's that simple. If it's about something bigger than money, prove it with your consistent execution over time. Action wins. You are one of over 8,600 recipients via email, 4,000 something on LinkedIn now, 54,000 downloads to the podcast in September. Thank you for tuning in. Did you know on the iOS, iPad OS, Watch OS and Mac OS App Store, Apple charges a fee of up to 30% for apps and in-app purchases. So even if you want to get into the app world and sell stuff through that or even sell the app, you're probably going to get rinsed for 30% of whatever it is you sell to the people who are going to put eyeballs on your app. And if that thing starts selling well, they're probably going to want more people to see that in that app store so that they can chunk, take a chunk of that too. Now, it's not always 30%. This percentage always varies. However, it just shows you that you probably didn't even think about that when considering building an app. Now, recently as well, I ended up on Breakfast TV talking about the number of businesses in New Zealand that are going under, how come that is happening, and all those sorts of things, and laid out some of the things that businesses need to be thinking about. If you want to check that out, it's on the Instagram social page for Keep the Change. You can check it out on there. Uh, there is a link on the blog as well. Now, remember too that night school is there for those people who want to work through it. And people have been, there's been people signing up every week, which is really cool to see. And that is $49. And the point of that is so that you pay attention because when I was giving this away for free, people were signing up and not taking any action. So if you work through that and you feel like you didn't learn anything, you didn't get 50 bucks worth of value, fuck tell me and I'll give you your $49 back because it ain't about me making cash from you guys doing it. It's about me making sure that you take some action because you've got some skin in the game. Join the school school community, www.school.com forward slash keep the change. And if you've got any speaking inquiries or something you'd like me to come and speak at, we'd love to explore that as well. LukeKeepTheChange.co.nz. I hope you are keeping well out there. There's always something to learn about. Inflation slowly coming down. There'll be some pods about that in the coming weeks. Geez, a good 32 minutes on trying to bring ideas to reality. I hope you get the opportunity to do that for yourself at some stage, just like I have a number of times in my life, including getting this podcast cranking. 